I think Erlanga is trying to accommodating uh, Novanto's camp uh, in order to make the way for him to have the two plus five uh, full years of championship in the party in 2020. Welcome to Indonesia in depth. This is Arif Budiman with my colleague here, Sean Corrigan. What is the topic that we will discussing today, Sean? There's a lot going on this week in Jakarta. Uh, senior Gokwal member Bangbang Susatyo was appointed as Speaker of the House on Monday, January 15th. And we're getting a lot of questions uh, about this topic at our Lexico Indonesia office here in Jakarta. And I think for today, let's cover the Speaker of the House, Bangbang Susatyo. Okay, uh, that's an interesting uh, topic because... Bambang uh, Susatio is the fact he is the fourth speaker of the house for the past three years in Indonesian parliament. So four speakers and three years. That sounds like way too many. Uh, how come? Yeah, because the, the first speaker uh, come to office in 2014 after the election uh, and it was held by uh, Satya Novanto at the time. And then a year after uh, his speakership, he was he was tied up with a scandal that pushed him to resign from his position as a speaker. And then uh, he got replaced by another Gorkar politician named Ade Komarudin. And then not long after Ade hold the position, the Gorkar party held the National Party Congress. And then Satya Novanto who was the former speaker, became the chairman of the party. And then at his political power, he made himself back to the speaker of the house, ousting Ade Kumarudin. But now, Seta Nervanto then dismissed from his chairmanship and the speakership in the parliament. So once again, there are issues with Seti Novanto. Just to provide some background, uh, Seti Novanto was the former chairman of Golkar and also the speaker of parliament. Uh, he has been indicted by the Corruption Eradication Commission, also known as the KPK. Uh, he is a suspect in a uh, mega corruption case uh, involving the National Electronic Identification Card scandal, or EKTP as, it, as it's called here. And he is speculated to have been the mastermind behind the deal. Uh, Novanto is being detained as he faces trial at the moment. And the Speaker's seat has been vacant since December. So it's been finally filled for this new session in Parliament. Mm-hmm. And that new uh, Golkar chairman, Erlanga, is the one who he used uh, his discretion to appoint the new Speaker to replace Novanto. So Golkar put the new Speaker in. Mm-hmm. Why were they allowed to decide who was going to become the new Speaker? Why wasn't the sort of the government coalition deciding? Or why was it just one party? Can you let's provide some background? Yeah, babe, uh, in 2014, there's a law that uh, governs the, the Parliament or... We call it here the law on legislative institution in Indonesia. According to the law, all positions in the in the parliament, including the speaker and four deputy speakers, uh, and then chair of commissions, deputy chairs of commissions, appointed in a consensual way among the political parties on the parliament. And since the beginning of the administration, as a result of the election, if the consensus at that time agreed that, for example, the position of speaker is for Golkar, then Golkar is for, for the next five years in that period of administration before the next election, is uh, having the full authority to replace uh, the speaker. Uh, so that's, how, that's why Golkar, quote-unquote, owned that position. 
just as a reminder, so in 2014, the top five political parties uh, were PDIP coming in first. Second was the Golkar Party. Third was the Garindra Party. Fourth was the Democrat Party. And fifth was the National Awakening Party or PKB. Well, it may sound obvious as to what the speakers uh, of the House role, but just as a reminder as well for our listeners, uh, could you explain a little bit about the important role of the speak of the Speaker of the House, uh, Sean? The position of the House Speaker, of course, is very strategic in determining the legislative agenda, uh, things like the state budget, and of course, providing oversight for the government. But at the same time, it's a very uh, sensitive uh, position because the speaker is not the chairman or president or the boss of the legislative body, actually. But it's a sort of a, uh, a position where he's the collective leader together with four other deputy speakers of the House. Um, so he has to build a, a coordinating role among 10 other factions and among 10 political parties who have seats in the House of Representatives. So it's a it's a very big machine. It's very complicated, and it's sort of a balancing act to to get anything done there. Sometimes they don't get anything done, as we as we saw in the last session. But <laughs> that's another episode. Let's go over some of the considerations that the Golkar Party Chairman Erlanga had when deciding uh, on the new speaker and who will replace uh, Novanto. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, the story behind it is uh, really interesting. I mean, Erlanga's responsibility as the chairman of Golkar is quite heavy in terms of determining the position of the Speaker of the House because the predecessor loaded with negative image and had, uh, you know, strongly influences the position of the party in public, which have direct impact for the 2019 election uh, to come. So the speaker is absolutely required to have the ability as a consensus builder amid the interests of each faction that is divided into three groups, namely uh, supporters of the government, which is the coalition, uh, and then the opposition. And then the last one is the neutral faction, which is the democratic faction chaired by former President Yudhoyono. The political stability of President Jokowi's administration uh, will be greatly influenced by the political mood of each faction in the DPR or in the parliament. And often the mood of the party faction supporting the government or the coalition itself is often swings in supporting president's policy. Sometimes they also criticizing uh, hardly the president's policy. This is very important because Jokowi's term is just less than two years away now. The public will see whether in the rest of the Jokowi's government is able to complete his commitment without any significant political turbulence from the parliament and the speaker need to maintain the course of the coalition parties. Uh, and whereas Golkar is part of it. So, um, in addition to the legislative political stability and party reputation, uh, Golkar party reputation, the, 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 the speaker's party, the new Speaker of the House is required to improve the performance of the House of Representatives in getting things done in the legislative agenda and the poor performance of the House in public perspective, definitely. And especially entering the campaign season, uh, which often regarded as quote-unquote fair if the parliament performance is increasingly decreases. <laughs> Talk a little bit about some of the political considerations that the Golkar Party Chairman Elanga uh, had to factor in when deciding on the new House Speaker and why he chose Bangbang Susatyo, and also how rather than cleaning house of the former Chairman Satya Novanto's faction, Elanga uh, decided actually to to bring those people in instead. First of all, Erlanga needs uh, Erlanga needs to accommodate Novanto factions uh, in particular. Because he wants to have, uh, in, in my analysis, he, he, I believe he wants to keep his leadership in the party, uh, as I mentioned, two plus five. Means that in one period of uh, leadership of a chairman in Gorkar, usually five, five years, that is one full term. 
And now uh, Erlanga came as chairman for in the last two years before the next uh, National Party Congress. So he is the chairman for the next two years. But in 2020, after the election, the party will, will hold the National Party Congress. And definitely he is aiming beyond two years. So he wants to accommodate all people on, on the other camp. Uh, that already dismissed as chairman and the, and the previous speaker, Satya Novanto. And I heard rumors that somehow uh, Bambang Susatyo is part of the Novanto's camp. So I think Erlanga is trying to accommodating uh, Novanto's camp uh, in order to make the way for him to have the two plus five uh, full years of chairmanship in the party in 2020. So keeping sort of a, an inclusive party, bringing in some of the people from the former Siti Novanto's camp, bringing them in, embracing them, and but also having a more united Golkar party with a long-term plan of uh, uh, holding the position longer, only than the two years, and going on for another full term as, as head of Golkar. Absolutely. Some of Sosatio's peers in Parliament uh, say he has a unique personality at times and has a different approach to uh, communicating, doesn't he? Bambang Sosatio, he also uh, known as uh, how 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 to say it? He's a funky person, you know. <laughs> see, he always go around uh, to see his colleagues in the party and the DPR with you know calling them hey dudes, you know things like that. So he's a he's a less formal uh, guy. Uh, but yet he's very smart and he's very critical. His, his critical thinking, uh, towards the government and towards, uh, his own party is really, uh, make him, you know, uh, make him stand in a good, uh, position because he was former journalist and also a businessman. I think Sean has, uh, other information about Mamang Susatyo. Some background on Susatyo. He was a prominent young Gokar party leader and is known by his peers to be a, a skillful communicator among party members as well as when leading uh, commission hearings in the House. Uh, these types of skills are certainly needed uh, by the House Speaker and also to support the new Golkar Party Chairman, Irlanga. So Satyo's appointment as House Speaker is part of a long-term plan uh, by Irlanga to build his foundation to run for a full five-year term in 2020. And so Satyo is expected to play a big role in this. Before becoming Speaker, Sosatio was the head of Commission 3, which is responsible for law and human rights and includes providing oversight on law enforcement and also, importantly, the national police. So, Arif, why don't you explain a little bit about some of the bills that Sosatio was involved in uh, in Parliament? Yeah. Uh, Speaker Sosatio is one of the deeper members who support to expedite the deliberation which is the bill of the amendment of the Indonesian Criminal Code. Indonesian Criminal Code is part of the uh, one of the uh, Dutch colonial legacy era in the criminal code regime in Indonesia, and it has been you know years and years. Uh, the public uh, wanted to have the law changed and to scrap out totally the um, what has been left by the Dutch uh, colonial government at the time. And also, uh, Speaker Susatio is also an active member in the working committee uh, of the amendment of the anti-money mon- uh, money laundering law. Speaker Susatio also been very active in the establishment of a DPR Special Investigation Committee or PANSUS. And for our listeners, just briefly, PANSUS is like um, a committee that is established based on a certain uh, case and it has a subpoena power. 
So probably Sean, you can uh, you've been following those uh, pansus uh, really close. I think you can uh, elaborate yeah, more sure. for the uh, listeners. There are two noteworthy uh, special investigation committees uh, that Sosatia was involved in uh, in the House. The Special Investigation Committee on Bank Century was established to look into the controversial 2008 government bailout of more than $700 million. The bank was about to collapse, and there was a fear that such a collapse would trigger a national banking crisis. However, almost half of the funds are unaccounted for and never made it to the bank bailout. Until now, there are no clear answers as to what happened. The other special uh, investigative committee that Sosatio was on is the KPK, Special Investigation Committee, uh, in 2017. And this committee was uh, viewed negatively by many in civil society groups and other public groups, uh, where the public saw this committee as uh, an attempt to weaken the Corruption Eradication Committee rather than improve it. And this also came at the same time when the KPK was investigating this mega corruption case uh, involving the uh, EID scandal, their focus was on the, the parliament. So at the same time this KPK is investigating this scandal, focusing on parliament, the parliament creates this special investigative committee on the KPK. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, yeah, it's what an interesting coincidence. Also, Sosatio is rumored to have uh, pressured a former lawmaker who was arrested uh, as, as part of this uh, national EID uh, scandal. The lawmaker uh, stated that so Satyo uh, pressured her into not speaking and cooperating to the KPK. Her statement was later recanted, but up until now it remains unclear what, what exactly happened, and the KPK is still investigating. And another point uh, on Sosatio is that um, he was called to uh, testify uh, by the KPK uh, in this, this national ID card uh, scandal, and he, he failed to show. So it's possible that he may be called uh, to testify at the KPK. So we'll see what happens. So his name is not free of uh, controversy. So any other impact in the parliament of the uh, new from the new speaker, uh, Susatio? How do you think, John? Well, I think from the people I've been speaking to in the parliament that uh, for this past year or so, especially this past year, uh, with the cloud hanging over the former speaker, Seti Novanto, it really made an impact in, in Parliament and slowing things down, especially at the commission level. And um, now this clarity with Seti Novanto is, is gone from the seat. They have a new speaker. Uh, so they have a leader now in, in, in Parliament. So I, I think it'll provide clarity and, and, and improve things. It's still going to be quite difficult, though, to, to improve the performance of Parliament. Uh, it's a tough job for Susatio, and I think it's, it's still uh, debatable whether he can pull that off and improve the, the performance of Parliament. It's a difficult task for anyone, but, um, but let's see how he does. As a reminder that the, the track record of the Parliament is, for this last year, was 11.5% of passing legislation. I think it's around like six out of fifty-two uh, wow. on the on the priority bill list. That is really low. So it's a very poor uh, poor record, and they're also having to deal with uh, carryover bills from the previous session. So Sosatio has a has a big uh, uphill battle uh, in front of him. So we'll see how it goes. But at least there's there's clarity now, and they don't have that cloud hanging over the the speaker's seat with uh, Siti Novanto. So we've discussed the internal dynamics of the Golkar party with the Susatio appointment. We provided some background on the considerations behind the decision to appoint him. What we haven't discussed is the relationship between Susatio and President Widodo. And I think this is really important mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. 
what is the relationship between Susatio and the president? Do they have a relationship? Is it a good relationship? Do they have problems? Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, as long as uh, on the on the public record, there's no special uh, political uh, working relations between uh, Speaker Susatio before he was Speaker uh, and President President Widodo or President Jokowi. Um, the only thing that we can read is that back in 2015, it was two years ago, before Gorkar joined as a coalition, as member of the coalition of the President Jokowi, uh, at a public event where, where President Jokowi had his keynote speech. Um, before he started to have the speech, to read the speech, he's saying to everyone on that, uh, event, which also attended by many, uh, parliamentarians and, Bambang Susatyo at that time was one among the crowd and the president mentioned in, in front of the stage that I saw Mr. Bambang Susatyo is one among uh, us here and he's been really, really criticizing the government and I really remember him as one of the parliamentarians that often to throw critiques to my administration and everybody was laughing at that time. Uh, and then President Jokowi said that, well, that's the job as uh, lawmakers, as parliamentarians, uh, to w- one of the job is to critique the, 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 the government and I think that's the only thin red line between uh, the history between President Joko Widodo and uh, Speaker Susatio. But that type of criticism is somewhat natural as he, he was a lawmaker and criticizing the executive branch and also at the time the, the Golkar Party was not part of the government coalition back in 2015. Exactly. They came in mid-2016. Exactly. So it's not, um, it sort of makes sense. Sort of makes sense, yeah. Uh, but what is uh, the thing that really makes that really made Jokowi remember that at that time, Bambang Susatyo, because among any other critics from parliamentarians, which is normal, the nature of the of parliamentarians is that he often at that time, back in 2015, always saying that Jokowi is not competent in this, in that. So the incompetency statement. So it was still a strong, sta- a strong statement, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, it was a pretty strong statement saying that the president is not competent, you know. And, uh, uh, I think now Gorkar, first of all, Gorkar has already, uh, become one of the, the member of the, of Jokowi's coalition. I don't think there's a, there's a, I don't think that record back in two years ago is a problem between Speaker Sosatio and President Jokowi. So the two don't have a strong relationship, but the the issue that they had in the past may may already have melted mm-hmm. away. So basically, it's it's an okay relationship, and yeah. most likely we'll actually uh, build going forward, and the two will become closer, especially as they uh, will both be needing each other and up until twenty nineteen. Yes, exactly. And the key is also on the chairman of the of the political party Golkar, uh, which is Erlanga. So because uh, the one who actually the one who appoints uh, Speaker Susatio is Chairman Erlanga. So uh, the key to keep Susatio in a good relation with the president is the chairman of, of Gokar itself. And also, uh, I want to put uh, one last point about Speaker Susatio that because he has a strong background as a businessman and now he's the Speaker of the House and he has strong commitment to increase the performance of the parliament and also to uh, meet so many deadlines to finish the uh, deliberations of bills. And and among those bills, uh, there are many bills actually that related to business. And in my opinion, Speaker Susatio has a full understanding about uh, how business operates in Indonesia and, and uh, including the challenges. 
And you know, we're hoping that uh, by having the speaker that understand business means that business can have more proactive engagement towards the uh, lawmakers uh, in the parliament, so that the aspirations that come from the uh, business can be can be heard by the lawmakers. Well, let's hope that Speaker Susatio can focus on his duties in parliament and improve the performance there, and at the same time uh, stay free of any corruption cases or scandals or any other issues with the Corruption Eradication Commission. Uh, we'll see. Yes, I hope so. Not, not any more KPK summon or even name a suspect. Oh my God. <laughs> Indonesia had enough of that drama. That rounds up our episode on the House Speaker, uh, Bang Bang Susatio. Please subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast apps, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Please send us any feedback you have, any criticism, suggestions at info at IndonesiaIndepth.com. That's Indonesia in depth. That's one word, no dashes. Info at IndonesiaIndepth.com. And we look forward to hearing you and seeing you on the next episode. <laughs>